whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we have a special guest with us. We have Carly joining us. Hi, guys. I'm (laughs) glad to be back. Yeah. Too bad this wasn't a cheerleading episode, but maybe you can address all of our past cheerleading questions. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I keep hearing you guys say, like, email me, and I'm like, Oh, I gotta do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now maybe we can knock it all out here. Um, but today we are talking about season eight, episode sixteen, "Heart of Glass." So, Kelsey, will you please read us the Degrassi Wiki episode summary? Sure. Allie is worried she'll lose Johnny to a more experienced girl, so she decides to play with the big kids at a ravine party. Peter's been talking to Darcy and is planning to visit her. I mean, I guess. I guess. Or planning to, like, do the program that she's doing with her. I don't know if it's just a visit. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. Pretty pretty spot on. Um, But the episode title is Heart of Glass, which is a 1979 song by Blondie. Not an 80s song, although I'm sure it carried into the 80s. Um, but I think it's pretty fitting because love is fragile, man. And Allie is definitely in a fragile state in the whole episode. Oh, yeah. I love this song. I love Blondie. And also it's going to just be stuck in my head for days now. Yep. Um, but I guess it works for the B plot too, because Mia kind of, Peter's being kind of douchey and Mia's. Has a fragile heart in this case, I guess. Although at the end, the she's kind of like, well, fuck fragile. you. <laughs> yeah. The relationship is glass because it's about to break. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Their love is glass. Um, all right. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. So the episode starts with gross kissy sounds because Allie and Johnny DeMarco are making out in his car. Are they in front of the school? Where are they? I, it's unclear. I think they're just like on a side road. I don't know. It's yeah, it looks dark. like just like a random neighborhood. But, but um, yeah, the yeah. kissing noises are not great. I I hate a mouth sound. We all know this. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a surprise how much I hate a goddamn mouth sound. But then they stop, thankfully, and Johnny DeMarco is like, oh, well, I don't want you to be late. Let's like go you should leave and she's like but i want to keep kissing he's like you should leave i'm like okay (laughs) because he's a goddamn gentleman (laughs) he is he's so great in this episode i know (laughs) like why do i love you so much right now (laughs) i know right and then this totally brought back nostalgia for me though because like i dated a senior when i was a sophomore and it was like the same thing where he's like i need to get you home and i was like no i want to stay yeah immature carly there oh boy i remember that (laughs) i remember that boy um yes he did but so 
so exactly. Allie is like, no, but I want to stay. And he's like, no, you should leave. And she's like, oh, fine. And then she like storms home. And her mom is like, how was the library? And Allie's like, stupid. I love Allie so much. And yeah, then they made like so hot and cold in this episode. She she's is like all so over. lovey-dovey. And she's like, I hate everything. It's okay. very Allie. She just is run by her emotions and her emotions alone. <laughs> oh, I wonder what that's like. <laughs> And so then she, like, goes into her room and flops onto her bed and turns on West Drive. And, of course, a love scene is playing. And she's just, like, immediately comparing her love life to this, like, fake relationship on TV. And she's like, why can't my relationship be like this? And she immediately opens up her flip phone and calls someone unknown. Assuming Claire. Probably Claire. I'm assuming Claire. Does not say hello. Just goes, I hate my life. Like, that's it. Yeah. And then the theme song plays. Carly, what are your thoughts on this new theme song? It's so bad. It's so terrible. I don't like it at all. Awful. It's too peppy. Yeah, it's too peppy, especially when you're watching, like, a very serious episode. Like, Mm -hmm. when we watched Jane Says, it was too jarring when it was, like, when the episode opened and it was, like, very serious. And it's, like, whatever it takes. And it's terrible. (laughs) Wait, what was that? Can you do it again? I already did it. It's fine. You know what it sounded like. (laughs) It's a nice swing right there. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. (laughs) Um, But then after the theme song, oh, can we get into Fashion Police? Because Claire is officially just leaning into not wearing uniforms anymore. And I love it. Thank God. And she, but all she, but she kind of has a new uniform, which is like argyle vests layered over button up shirts over jeans. That's all she wears. She wears exclusively argyle. But it's definitely more like form figuring and like flattering on her. Because at least now it's not just like a straight pencil. It's like, oh, look, she has like a body. Yes, she does look very good. Her hair down. I don't know how I feel about her hair, though. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I it's don't like know how I feel about the cr- like. It's like tight, no, crunchy it's like waves. That weird girl thing going on. Yeah, yeah. she does. She definitely yeah. does like the scrunching thing that was so like a thing in two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think she it works for her, but it's definitely a look. Speaking of, the times. speaking of hair that's a look I'm really living for like Mia's entire hair situation throughout the episode I, oh, yeah she looks great I wrote down Mia's hair is amazing like five times because <laughs> it just looks so amazing this entire episode I mean she just looked phenomenal the entire episode yeah. she always looks good I did not hate her scarf in the beginning but I thought it was weird that she was wearing it indoors yeah it's also it's like, very apparently fall now. It's officially fall at Degrassi because everyone's wearing, like, puffy jackets and vests and, like, pea coats. Like, Claire rocks are pretty cute. Her, like, plaid pea coat. Um, yeah. When they yeah, go... has a really, like, fashionable coat on when she's talking to Peter outside. Yeah. Oh, Reminded yeah. Reminded me of, like, Devil First Project coat. It's very cute. Kind of thing. It's got, a, like, a fun collar. Um... Oh, when they go to the ravine, Allie, under her, like, blue puffy coat, is wearing, like, a weird, like, corset-tied shirt thing. It's not a corset, I but saw it's, that. like, it's got ribbons down the front. Is it, like, a larger belt? <laughs> no, her top at the ravine is, like, 
tiny because <laughs> she's trying uh, to like be she's trying to blend in with the ravine people um oh, i'm thinking like, of her outfit when she's at the nurse's office yeah yeah, oh, oh yeah. that belt is enormous. That belt is enormous. Mm-hmm. Like and it's like over a, just like a striped sweater. So But I remember that being so in. Yeah. Like, I just... remember having like a huge belt and you just like wore it over your jeans, like with whatever top you were wearing. Or... Yep. Yeah. I did a lot of that. Yeah. It was a weird choice. <laughs> it was it was a weird time for fashion, you guys. Um I did yeah, I don't know how I feel about Allie's ravine outfit, like it was like a weird peasant top and all the like ties were in the front and it felt like it just like seemed like it didn't fit her properly. Like she's so pretty, but I was like, I feel like this shirt doesn't like fit you or like yeah, you're wearing it wrong. Like, <laughs> how gorgeous Allie is. Like she is so gorgeous. She's like, beautiful. Oh my gosh. I wish I looked that great when I was 14. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Um, yeah, her makeup game is also on point. Loving the eyebrows. Yeah. I think that's all I have, though, fashion-wise. Um, Johnny DeMarco needs to always wear a hat. Oh, his hair is so gross. Yes. His oh hair is God. so gross. I was like, oh, Lord. What <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not a good look. It just looks so greasy and like he has not taken a shower in a long time. Um, I, I also wrote down Peter's hair is getting a little long like it kind of shiny yeah but he's got that weird like tight like emo boy haircut that I That's don't know true. how I feel about it that like a lot of the bands in the bay were rocking yeah Maybe that's what he's going for, for his band. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. He looks fitter, though. Like, he was like sitting next... Like, not a string beanie? Yeah, he was, like, sitting next to Mia on the couch, and you could see, like, some of his chest, and I was like, oh, Peter is an adult male now. This oh, he doesn't have a concave chest anymore. He could he could <laughs> wear that tank yeah, top around Sean. Yeah, they remember that picture. Oh, I'll <laughs> never forget. Well, let's be real, though. He wouldn't. He still at. wouldn't like measure up to Sean in a tank top, but he would look slightly better. <laughs> I feel like he could wear it convincingly now. Yeah. Um. That's all I have, though, fashion-wise. Same. Yeah, I think I'm good. Um. So then, after the theme song, Claire is talking to or Claire and Allie are in class in math class, in class yeah. and Allie is like complaining about how her like night didn't end in like a fairy tale kind of way she's like why doesn't he just like grab me and kiss me and tell me he loves me and she makes like kissing noises and Mr. Armstrong is like excuse me please don't do that that was so uncomfortable <laughs> so uncomfortable Poor Mr. Armstrong always gets, like, the weird, uncomfortable stuff. Like, he found Claire's vibrator that wasn't her vibrator. And oh yeah, he was accused of, like, sleeping with Liberty when she was a child. I forgot about that. How could you ever forget rumors and reputation? The worst episode ever. Literally the worst. Probably why I tried to block it from my memory. <laughs> it's burned into my brain because I have a Degrassi podcast. Um, and then this is when we learn like that they're doing some Einstein math competition thing, and Allie's like has it in the bag, according to Mr. Armstrong. Well, she did get a one hundred on her quiz, right? Um, I remember quizzes. 
<laughs> oh, speaking yes. of quizzes, she's definitely doing like a Cosmo quiz at the beginning of the scene and being like, see, look at all this evidence. He's losing interest, which like, oh, no. Allie, stop. Oh, I don't remember. That. Also, she says like they've been going out again for two weeks. I'm like, it's been two weeks. Like, come on. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, uh, seriously. No need to move at breakneck speed. Um, but then is it in is it after this class when like Anya and Mia come in and yeah. Allie's yeah. asking well, them about that. like I don't what does Allie ask them? She's like, So when you're with your boyfriends, like what is it like? I think she just is like asking if they are supposed to like initiate and should they be like wanting more from you? Right. Because Johnny's like telling her to go like telling her I have to take you home rather than like asking for more right so i think she asked like me and anya and they read her mind and they're like are you talking about johnny and then they mm -hmm. also immediately know what she's asking without her giving any context yeah and also it's gross that anya is telling ali this because she is with her brother yeah but yeah mia's like well johnny at lakers was a total dog and she's like oh he went out with a lot of girls and she's like i mean i wouldn't call it going out and then Allie's all threatened about it. Why would you say that, though? Like, I don't why? know. Mia I mean, a no naive tact. freshman who has, like, no idea what a relationship is supposed to be like to begin with. Well, like, oh, by the way. Well, we know that Anya loves to stir the fucking pot. Like, oh, gosh, totally. But not she... as much as Shantae, though. <laughs> But uh, it wasn't even Anya who said that. It was Mia. No, it was it was Anya who said the going out thing. But Mia was oh. like the Lakehurst thing. But also, like, if Anya was like, I wouldn't call it going out. Anya, you didn't go to that fucking school. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, how do you know? Um, and also, did we learn nothing from rumors and reputations? <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Allie goes, like, down the hall and puts her does like the guess who I cover thing to Johnny and Johnny like has a big smile on his face and turns around and is like oh you're not Bruce (laughs) but it's because he thinks it's Bruce no he definitely doesn't think it's Bruce he's definitely just teasing her because she has tiny little hands and why would Bruce do that I'm choosing to believe that he was excited (laughs) about it being Bruce (laughs) I'm on your page Kelsey Thank you, Carly. And then she's I'm like, sure, what do you I'm want? Sure to- Allie's hands are a lot softer, too. We don't know. Bruce maybe puts lotion on his hands. He does have maybe moisturizes. Hair. I mean, look at that hair. Um, but then she's like, do you want to hang out tonight? And he's like, oh, I promised Bruce I'd hang out with him in the ravine. And she's like, well, let me come. And he's like, oh, are you sure? And they're, like, being very affectionate in the hallway and, like, kissing. So I guess yeah. they're publicly dating now. Which I, I love. I was so happy. I did, too. I feel like I wasn't listening to their conversations because I was just like, they're so cute together. Like, I love this so much. <laughs> but then she's like, please, I want to come. And he's like, you know, it's impossible to say no to you, right? And so she's going to the ravine. <laughs> it made me so, I like, I just, I love it so much. I'm just so happy, guys. <laughs> um, But then we learn that, then we're outside at lunch, I guess. And Peter, and I love that, yeah, first of that's all, what I, put. I love that Riley and Peter are still pals. And we find out they're doing Mock UN together. And 
Peter has chosen Kenya as his country. And they're like, all right, bye. Because they're talking to Mia and Anya. And they're trying to convince Mia to like join. They're like, Sweden still needs a person. And she's like, do you not understand how busy my life is? <laughs> and they're like, okay, bye. And then Anya's like, um, he chose Kenya? Why? And Mia's like, I don't, I don't know. And she's like, oh, the yeah. place that his ex-girlfriend Darcy just happens to be? Like, aren't you worried about that? Yeah. Just stirring up trouble. Stirring the pot. I do not care for it. Although she's not wrong. We find out later. Well, well, when they said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember this. Because I remember watching this episode, like, maybe once. I probably have only seen it It kind of reminded me because I knew Peter at some point, like, talks to Darcy again. I, I don't know. I didn't remember this episode. Um, but yeah, Me neither. Anya's just stirring up shit, and she's like, "Aren't you worried about it?" Totally. And Mia's like, "Well, I am now." I mean, I feel like it's just so dumb. It's just like, like the fact that Anya is jumping to this conclusion is so like, it's just so high school. It's ridiculous. It's just so high school. It's so like dramatic high school. Like you're really trying to like stir up some drama in your friend's relationship to make your life more interesting. Like I definitely knew people like that. Yeah. But I feel like Mia also has like no chill with relationships. Oh no, so zero chill. But he, neither does Anya. He goes Anya. from like zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> oh true. yeah. I mean, same with, yeah, Anya and Mia both are just like, there's no fucking in between. It's either <laughs> I'm in love with you, marry me, or like, go fuck yourself, you monster. Yeah. You're ruining my life. Yeah. there, There's no middle ground for them. Uh, but then the next scene, we are with Allie, who has brought Claire with her to the ravine, which is a choice. I mean, <laughs> weird choice, but also safety in numbers. Exactly. I get it. You gotta, you gotta you bring your wing woman. That- the music that was playing. I noticed it, but I don't remember it anymore. I feel like they're trying to like make the scene more like hardcore. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was an interesting choice. <laughs> the thing about the ravine is it was way more hardcore when Jay was hanging out there. And now yeah. it's like a bunch of dummies. <laughs> this brought me back to like nostalgia though, between like Emma and Jay. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, oh. I mean, the van is still there. And I just, I don't want to even think about how disgusting that van is. It must be so vile. There's got to be so also, many diseases just, like, living in it. Like, nobody is cleaning that down, van. Like, it looks like it's freezing out. Like, it looks <laughs> wet. It looks like it's super cold. And I was like, why would you want to be outside right now? I don't know. I mean... You guys both grew up in like warmer climates, but I can assure you that as a te- but went to school in wintery places. That's true, but like as like a teenager who was like you know fairly delinquenty and like hung out with burnouts, we used to like hang out in like woodsy areas in the middle of fucking winter wearing coats because like where else were we gonna go? Oh boy, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. They didn't have that issue. Yeah. <laughs> my my friend had like a, a like shed in her backyard that we would hang out in and we would hang out and it was like too small to fit all of the humans. So we would like I think we used to call it the cabin. I can't fully remember. But we used to like hang out in the woods surrounding it as well and it was like it would just be like late November and we were like this is fine. 
this is our lives now. We're just cold all the time. Um, but then, so they are arriving at the ravine and Claire's like, what are you wearing? And Allie's like, I need to blend in. And then like, oh, and she's like, what do you think? And Claire goes, I think you should zip your jacket back up. Claire's just being a little bit judgy. I love it. Cold. That's why. Um, and then Johnny, Demarco, and Moose are just kind of sitting in the ravine, and Moose is like, "Did you have you tapped that yet?" And Johnny like doesn't say anything. And then he's like, "Because he likes her. He likes her so much." Well, then Moose goes, "Have you thought about it?" And Johnny's like. Well, like, yes, because like, I'm a human obviously. being. And yeah, then, I'm a male. <laughs> and then Moose is like, well, why haven't you done it? And he's like, I, I really like, her, like dude. her. Yeah, he's like, oh I like god. her, dude. And it's very cute. Oh, my God. I love it. Love it. Um, love but it. then we are with Mia and Darcy at his house. And Mia's like, so why'd you choose Kenya like for Mock UN? He's like, oh, because of all of these things. And when I was talking to Darcy about it, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, wait, you're still talking to Darcy? He's like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, but you shouldn't be worried about it. And he's, she's like, I shouldn't be like, it's OK. And she's very threatened by it. And then he's like, he's like, oh, like, I shouldn't be worried about it. Right. And he's like, let's watch a movie. <laughs> he like doesn't answer the question. <laughs> And you this guys, is when I decided that I don't care about this B plot. I was like, this is boring yeah. and I don't care. Agreed. Yeah. I was literally just going to say, like, I do not give a shit about Peter and Mia yeah. at all. Like, oh I do not care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then we're back to the ravine where it's more interesting. And Claire and Allie and Moose and Johnny DeMarco just hanging out, talking about Animal Farm. And fucking Claire and Allie are such goddamn nerds because they're like, oh, oh, my gosh. You actually thought Animal Farm was about pigs it's about the russian revolution you plebe like oh it was so good i loved it so much i was like i would watch a show that is just like claire explaining orwell to bruce like i would just i would i would just watch like i would watch a show that's just claire explaining anything to bruce (laughs) just like an hour of her just being like imagine if they dated Oh, oh boy. my God. Well, I would never <laughs> wish that on Claire. But I do want, like, I do want a friendship to blossom. And I just, like, want to watch her explain things to him. And then Claire is just like, oh, well, we have to be home by seven. And Allie is like, oh, I don't know. And Johnny's like, oh, you don't have to go, do you? And she's like, no, I don't have to go. And Claire's like, can I talk to you over here for a second? And is like, what the fuck's going on? Like, you're spending the night at my house. We have our math competition in the morning or whatever the hell. And Allie's like, it's fine. Just tell your mom I'm not coming and I'll figure it out. And Claire's like, girl, are you okay? (laughs) But Allie is like, he's putting his arm around me in front of his friends. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It was so cute because he totally does the like grab her, pull her in. I was like, oh, it's so adorable. It's very cute. And I was just like, oh, Allie's making some bad choices. But also like I just identified so hard because I was definitely like at that age, I was definitely like, but the boy I like is paying attention to me. Please, please. Exactly. I, need, I need attention like, I can't in front leave, of his friends. I can't leave we it or else Allie. it'll never happen again. Exactly. Like, oh, my You're God. All Allie in this moment. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I like. I was just like, oh, Allie. Allie, I understand you, man. It was definitely like me at 14 was like, but he's showing affection to me in front of his friends. Yeah. And then Claire is like, okay, like, be careful. And then she leaves. And then 
being a good friend, honestly. Like, she's just trying to look out for her friend. Which I love I Claire. I love Claire. Oh, and it's so sweet, though, because when he sees that she's coming back, he has, like, this big smile on his face. And I'm like, Johnny fucking DeMarco. Look at you. And then who is it? Is it Allie who runs into these gross ravine people? Or oh, is it Claire? It's Allie. And it's Allie. I don't remember. remember guys are it must be in the, like a next scene then. Because she like runs into this couple who are like, eh, we're off to make magic happen. They are the grossest terrible. They're like the grossest. They're so terrible. And then they descend into the van which just must be so vile. And I didn't know, was this on the van before, but like in like tape, yeah. it's been spelled out like, if the van's a rocket, don't come a knocking. And it's gross. I didn't notice that. It oh, makes me uncomfortable. It's gross. I hate it. And then Allie and Johnny DeMarco like go off under, in some weird like f- makeshift fort or something. It and, looked like a tent, but with no bottom. Yeah. Kind of. And it was like just like a weird lean to. Yeah. And they're making out. And Bruce comes over and showers. Uh, well, well, first, I'll- well, first, like they're making out. And Johnny Marco's like, oh, you think this is just some whirlwind romance, do you? And she's like, yeah, you're the bad boy with the heart of gold. And I'm I don't remember. But he's like so into it. Well, it's he's so like, good. she's like, yep. And you're the bad boy with the heart of go- gold. And he's like, and you're amazing. <laughs> It's so YA. It is so YA. I love it. It's still so fucking cute. But then Bruce lumbers in and ruins the mood and is like making it rain with condoms. And he's like, no glove, no love and being disgusting. And then he like runs away. Here's a hot take. I feel like that's Bruce's purpose in Degrassi. Oh, 100%. He just interrupts everything. Yep. You guys, I do not like any sort of weird rhyming scheme that has to do with like I'm like nothing is less sexy than like a weird like nursery rhyme about whatever situation you're about to enter I don't like no glove no love I don't like if the van comes a rockin don't come a knockin I fuck I hate it I hate it all it's not great and then and then Allie's like oh do you want to and Johnny's like, only if you want to. And she's like, let's go find Sober Private. And he's like, are you sure? And she's like, yes, let's go. And it's like, oh, This scene frustrated me so much. I was just like, you are so naive and you're not thinking straight because you're only thinking with your emotions. And I just, I was irritated. Yeah. I just wanted to like shake her and be like, use your brain. (laughs) Poor Allie. I was also like, don't like, okay, virginity is a social construct, but like also. Totally, I agree. Also, like, don't let your first time be in the goddamn ravine. Come on, man. In the ravine van? Like, no. Come on, man. Well, you know what Mia and Anya said to her is, like, getting to her as well. And so she feels like a part of her, like, She feels like she has to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I hate about the situation. Yeah. I'm like, you can do whatever you want, but when it's more, when it feels more like an obligation, that's not okay. Yeah, and she feels like it's expected of her, even though he's literally never pressured her to do anything. Yeah, his whole vibe is that he's not pressuring her. Yeah, but she's and he's it's like annoying. taking this upon herself. Yeah, frustrating. Um, she's a child. She's a goddamn child. But then we're back with stupid Mia and Peter. He like went off to find some like genocide movie, which fun romantic, and. 
Mia like stumbles upon like an application to go to Africa that Darcy sent him or something and Mia is not happy about it and that's kind of that scene and I feel like we can move on yeah I just said she's fit yeah um but then we're in the van and it's clearly like right after and Allie looks so upset and Johnny DeMarco isn't wearing a hat. My <laughs> oh my god, his hair is so gross. <laughs> so and Allie is like situation slash scene terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell Allie immediately regrets it. And she's like, I need to go home. Like, I need to get out of here. And he's like, Let me walk you home. You can't walk home alone. And she's like, Okay. Um just wanted to give her a hug. I know. And I but I also felt bad okay. for Johnny DeMarco because like he doesn't know what's happening and he's Pan. He's also panicking, but yeah, Allie is like, I need to they not be here. We're not ready. No, and they did it anyway, and this is what happens. And she goes home, and she like puts on her PJs, and is like looking at herself in the mirror. And her mom comes in and is like, "All right, let's go to bed." And she like tucks her in. She's like, "Wait, do I get a hug?" And it's like, "Oh, Allie's still like such a little girl, and she, she wasn't ready for it." She sleeps with a stuffed animal. Yeah. And her um, mom is so nice. Yeah. Then the next day at school. Oh, I forgot to say, Claire's wearing yet another Argyle dress in this scene. <laughs> Claire knows her look. Yeah. So then, yes. like, they get to school, and Allie is in panic mode, and she's talk. She's Claire comes over, and she's like, what if I got pregnant or an STD? And Claire's like, well, that's, like, a good reason not to have sex. And Allie's like, um. And Claire's like, oh, no, you did. And Allie's just like, ugh. I did. I don't know. Whatever. It was fine. It was perfect. It was magical. Because Claire's like, was it how you thought it was going to be? And Allie, like, kind of gets defensive. Is like, it. yeah, it was great. It was perfect. Kudos to Claire, by the way. Because for someone who's so, like, she has been, like, trained since she was, like, born, basically, to, like, yep. judge this sort of situation. And instead, she's just being a good friend. Like, yeah. there's a little bit of judgment, yeah. but she's mostly just being a good friend. Claire's a great friend. I think she's episode. acting better than Darcy did about, like, sex and all of that, too. Yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like Darcy was super ju- judgmental, and they had the same upbringing. I feel like Claire is way more open and just trying yeah. to be good friend she's so good and i just love her so much but so Allie said one thing that like really hurt my heart she was like well we were kissing and that was nice and i was like oh Allie, yeah you're 14 like she wasn't ready you should should be enjoying that part she wasn't ready (laughs) she was not ready i wrote down when she was talking about you know like what if i got an std what if you know all of that one, that means you, like, clearly weren't mentally, like, ready to do this. You hadn't thought about anything. Yeah. And two, where is that fucking sex ed teacher that, like, where is came in Dr. the first couple Sally? Weeks? We need Dr. Sally. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, like, they need to go talk to the Niners oh, immediately. Yeah. They need their <laughs> Dr. Sally Give time. Give some perspective. Um, but then we're with Anya and Mia, and Mia's, like, talking to Anya about how she found this thing. And Anya's like, Mr. Perino, we're going to volunteer for Mark UN. And then she's like, so you can show him, like, how much you care about, like, the world. And Mia's like, that's really pathetic. And she's like, whatever, it's going to work. <laughs> Anya sucks at I, this. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a dumb idea. Like, I don't see that really 
helping any of the situations. Yeah. Besides uh, spending more time with Peter, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Anya's terrible at this. She like she's lucky that she found Sav because she is not good at this. <laughs> no one is worse at this than Anya. Um, but then we're with Allie and Johnny DeMarco. Uh, Allie's at her locker and Johnny comes up behind her and like is like, "Hey!" And she like jumps and like crawls out of her skin. She's like, "Uh, oh, don't do that to me. Don't touch me." And then she's like, "What's your middle name?" And he's like, "Um, it's George." And which I found weirdly endearing. Johnny yeah. George DeMarco. <laughs> Weird. And <laughs> she's like, um, like, I don't know. I can't hang out with you. I got to go. Bye. And so he's so sad and, and confused about what's happening because he's like, oh, yes. yay, my girlfriend. And she's like, get away from me. I am traumatized. And it's his face sad. broke my heart. Yeah. Like the I face know. he had when she like left it just like killed me inside a little bit. Oh my god, same. And then where it's I don't like seeing him sad. I know, he's sad a lot in this episode. He's so <laughs> sad. It's hurting me. This poor baby. And then we're at goddamn mock UN and they're having a loaded debate about trade embargoes. And then Mia's just like, actually, you know what? I know all about Kenya. And you've been talking to Darcy. She has been in this club for five minutes and <laughs> she leaves. I'm like, that is the most short lived. I know. Also, what is Mr. Perino thinking? Because he was like, great. I, fi- I found like a person. So now we can like be ready for this thing. And she just like walks like, out. JK, bye. <laughs> he has to find an entirely she- new Sweden. She makes like an argument because Peter like says something and then she counter argues yeah. and then just storms out. Like, yeah. Okay. She's like, I know about Darcy. Bye. And then she leaves. Um, but then we're in Mr. Armstrong's class and all and like Allie and Claire and everybody are taking that math competition test thing, but Allie can't focus on it. And she's like, I need to leave. I'm, I don't feel well. I have to go. And it's very sad. And she goes to the nurse and she's like, and you can even tell like, because in this scene, you know, she's not wearing like makeup. You can tell she's like, it's affecting her. Yeah. Um, but then, or me and Peter again. And she's like, do you still love her? And he's like, I don't know. Is this when they're at like the bus stop? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I mean, I could care a lot. And he's like, I really like you, but I also have feelings for Darcy. I'm just confused right now. And she's like, oh, this is stupid. So here's. And I think he says something like, I still love Darcy. I might always love Darcy. I'm I think like, that's a little later. That. I think he oh, says yeah. that later. I mean, oh. the thing about this, for me anyway, is that I was like, you know, I don't care about Peter and me at all. They can fuck right off. Um, but like. I honestly, like, yeah, this is shitty, but, like, I honestly didn't hate Peter for this. I really didn't think he was being that terrible. He was, like, being fully honest with her about everything. It's not his fault that he, like, still loves his ex-girlfriend. Like, it sucks for Mia, but he also, like, she kind of pushed him to jump into this relationship right away. Like, immediately after Darcy left. And he even said, like, several times, he was like, my girlfriend and I just broke up. I don't know what I'm about, but she, like... Kept pressuring him. Jumped into the relationship after Riley kissed him. Yeah. So like after, because after that happened, he was like, "All right, let's do this," because he freaked out. So like the way the relationship started was not great to begin with, and now it's just kind of crumbling. 
Yeah, because Mia's just so freaking eager beaver about it. And he also is just like, yeah, I guess so, sure. Let's, we're going to do this also to distract me from the fact that my girlfriend just like moved away to Africa. Sure, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I, so I didn't hate Peter for this. I was like, he's being honest with her. Yeah. Um, I think it just, the, it, the only reason I didn't love him in the scene is just because he is still making her sound like, less of a person in a way just because he's like well I care about her and I care about you but like I don't know like I could see Mia's perspective of being pissed because he's basically telling her like you might not be enough and yeah like, I mean it's just shitty all the way around um but it's also but it's like understandably shitty yeah. yeah and also I just don't think that he knows how to like express it at all like he's definitely not explaining it correctly you know um, He's not but, making her feel any better. <laughs> that is very true. He is not known for his emotional range. No. Um, it's very Ron Weasley of him. Emotional range of a teaspoon. <laughs> yes. Um, but then we're in the nurse's office and Claire comes to check on Allie because she's a great friend. She's and the best. Allie's just so sad. And then she's like, ugh, it wasn't the way I thought it was going to be. It was awkward and uncomfortable. And I didn't want to touch him afterward. And... It was very, and Claire's just there for her, and she's crying, and she's just supporting her through this like gross time. It's it's I just, so sweet, and yeah. I'm so sad for Allie. Yeah. Well, and then she, I feel like she says something else because I wrote down like you need to communicate with him. Oh yeah, because yeah. Claire's something. like, "Well, have you told him any of this?" And yeah. she's like, "No, I can't. Like, I don't want." I wrote to- that in all caps. I was like, "You need to communicate." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, no, I can't tell him this. Why? But And then she's like, how can I have had sex with someone I can't even talk to? And it's like, that's yeah. kind of your, not the sex part. The, the not talking to him thing is kind of your own deal because he is like, especially, I mean, not at first, but like, especially for the like last however many episodes, he's been pretty good about being a person she can say things to but and she also isn't one to hold back like what is this new thing I think that just also just shows that how not ready she was because she doesn't feel like she can talk to him about this intimate of stuff she wasn't emotionally mentally there at all like she was just not prepared for what was to come yeah I think it just shows like how not ready she was because she now that this has happened she doesn't feel like she can talk to him about it because she's like scared and uncomfortable and didn't want to do it should be the opposite yeah is an intimate act and that should make you feel closer to the person not further away yeah Yeah. she wasn't ready it makes me so sad but you know yet again a problem on Degrassi could be solved by someone just having a fucking conversation. True. Yep. Um, but then we find, then in the next scene, we find out that like Claire won the math competition, which good for you, Claire. And I did not even notice that. <laughs> I think it's the next day. And then Johnny DeMarco comes up to Allie and he's like, he bought her like a little necklace. He's like, I got you this. I didn't know what else to do. He's like, I know you're mad at me, but amazing. I don't know why. Like, it's very it sweet. So great. Oh, and so good. And he's like, I know it's, it's really so- lame. And I'm like, oh my God. And Allie like closes it and she's like, I don't, I don't know about that. And he's like, I like you a lot. And she's like, I don't think we should hang out anymore. And it's and so sad. He and he cries. is crying. He cries. 
He has the saddest face. Oh my god, I just wanted I, I to hug it. him. So, my heart broke into a million pieces. It was Ugh. extremely sad. It was so sad. hard to watch. Uh, and yeah, but then the next scene, Mia like confronts Peter and she's like, I won't wait for you to pick me, which I'm like, yeah, that's right, Mia. I know, I was like, I wrote, yes, Mia. And he's like, oh, you don't have to wait. Like, I told Darcy yesterday, like, I don't want to. And he's like, love the one you're with, right? And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh. (laughs) She's like, oh, because you can't be with the one you actually love? And he's like, no, no, I really like you. And she's like, it doesn't matter, Peter. Like, I'm not going to be your consolation prize. We need to break up. Bye. And I'm like, all right, fine. Which is valid. But also, like, I'm so not invested. I'm like, fine, whatever. Like, okay, cool. Bye. Sure. End of relationship. I don't care. He is too hot for Peter anyways. True. She's too the hot for everybody fact. on the show. She's too hot for Degrassi. Yeah, yeah that's why well, she's going to go off to the CW soon. And she's also, she's going to be in a, another movie soon. I saw a trailer that for That Flatliners it. movie yeah. that looks terrible. It looks so bad. But I was like, I was, I, it was when I went to see The Big Sick and the trailer happened and I just yelled, Nina Dobrev! <laughs> And Kim was like, I don't I don't know who that is. What what are you talking about? I'm like, very excited about this. <laughs> She's getting work. I'm proud of her. <laughs> Good job, Mia. Um, but then the next scene. Claire and Allie are talking and Claire's like, you need to talk to him. I feel like she's like, I don't remember what she says, but I was like, yes, Claire, good advice. Oh, it was so good. She was like, because they walk past him and she's like, you have to talk to him. Like, you miss him. And she's like, well, I want to keep hanging out, but I never, I don't want to have sex. And she was like, so tell him that. Like, yeah. and she's like, yeah. what if he doesn't want to hang out with me anymore? And Claire goes, then he sucks. Exactly. Those are That's her literal perfect. words. And I was like, yes, Claire. Claire is like the wisest person here. Like, Allie is, she's so smart, but like, I was like, you need to use your brain and like, go communicate with this person and have a conversation. She's like, you are a smart girl. Book Figure smart. She's, she's book smart, but she's like totally controlled by her emotions. Exactly. Like 100%. It just, it's in a blinding kind of way. <laughs> I like, I identify so hard with Allie. <laughs> Cause she just, well, it's just she also, like absurd. She likes him so much. Yeah. And I think that's. And she, I think like, she's just so afraid of like losing him that she doesn't want to fuck anything up. I've been like, like embarrassingly reading a lot of astrology stuff lately. And I'm like, oh my God, Ellie is such a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> like we are so the same. <laughs> it's just like pure emotion. Yeah. <laughs> no self-control at all. But then she like pulls him aside and she's like, like, I'm not, I can't have sex with you anymore. And he's like, let's maybe go even more to the side. And he's like, he's like, why should that bother me? Cause she, like, why, what does that have to, why should I care about that? And she's like, cause I really, I do want to actually hang out with you more. And he's like, okay, well, I'm not going to fucking pressure you. And he uh, just loves her so much. He loves her so much. And, he, and then he makes a joke. He's like, and you won't pressure me to do anything. Yeah. And he, then he also tells her like, like, I was also a virgin, and she's like, wait, what? What about all those other girls? And he's like, never made it that far. And then we find out, like, yeah, it was both their first time. I stuck around long enough, and I was like, yeah. And then, he, and then he says, I wish I could change a lot about what happened, but not that it was with you. Because he loves her so much. He loves her. I was just like, I was like, why do I like him so much right now? Like, he's being 
so amazing. And then they get I back together and they're very cute. Aww. She's like, yay, I love you so much. They love each other so much. They love each so other. Cute. I love all of this. I love everything about it. I mean, guys, like, I've, so been, I've been singing Johnny DeMarco's praises for fucking months. All right. That's true. I feel so validated. His character development has gone, like, his character development on this show has totally it's so he went good. from just being like douchebag awful to like actually being a real person with feelings and emotions yeah. and i love it it's it so good it's just so good and i just feel so validated <laughs> i would like <laughs> to point out i have never said that he wasn't a good person or whatever i've always just maintained that he's gross and that is still yeah. true we saw what <laughs> his looks hair like looks like shower. without a hat on <laughs> That is that is a like, valid point. I've just continually been like, his hair looks greasy and disgusting. He looks like someone who probably doesn't brush his teeth every day. I think <laughs> that is still true. Maybe he brushes his teeth more now because he's like consistently making out with Allie. I hope so. And she probably wouldn't have stood for that. But his hair still looks nasty. <laughs> um, But he's a very sweet boy, which I have never denied. All right, anyway. Fair. I will say, I've never denied his sweet boy. When he was opening up at that weird boot camp, he was like, oh, yeah. when he opened up about the shooting, I was like, this poor child needs to be in counseling. He needs therapy, man. Yeah. Um, but they real, all do. Let's but real quick, let's read the YouTube comment that we found. Uh, this is from Cam. Can't pronounce that name. Nianti? Sure, whatever. Nine months ago. Claire finds one outfit she likes and wears it 24-7. True life. So much Argyle forever. Is she still, is she like wearing Darcy's clothes at this point or is are these her own clothes? I don't know because it was established in like the, a couple episodes ago that it was like she was raiding Darcy's, Darcy's closet. closet yeah. But I feel like Darcy did not wear that much Argyle. She must have gone on like a shopping also have trip. Body types. She must have gone on to, yeah, she looks way taller than Darcy. They must have yeah. gone on like a like a shopping trip with her mom or something. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering. I'm yeah. like, this doesn't look like anything Darcy really wore. <laughs> exactly. But let's go through the segment. Spirit Squad captain of the episode. Claire. Yeah. Claire. Claire forever. She's just a bet. She's just a great friend giving all the good advice and she's just there for Allie. Um, What's crazy to me is for how judgmental she can be about other people. She never like judges Allie. Yeah, except when Allie you know is like I mean? legitimately being out of line, she will call oh, her out oh, on yeah. it, <laughs> which is good. Yeah. Like she calls her out on it, but I feel like she's been kind of judgy around like other people on the show. But with Allie, she's still like she kind of listens and yeah, because they're friends. Um, ship of the episode is obviously Allie and Johnny Demarco. Come on. <laughs> 100%. The ravine people. Here for it. <laughs> um, those douchebags. Those assholes. <laughs> We're going to go make magic happen. Ew. Um, moral of the episode. Don't do something if you're not ready. Listen to your gut. Communicate. Communicate with the people you're close to. Um, yeah, I think that works. Yep, that's... All right. And both sides of the story, too. So... Great, fine. We have an email from Sarah Barry, and the subject line is just stupid Kevin Smith. Um, so I'm just going to read through it. 
So I was doing some investigation stuff on different Degrassi characters and decided to share my favorite things I found. Eli's first name and style was inspired by Ellie Nash. Blue's real name is Bradley. Why the fuck do we call him Blue then? I don't know. Holly J was the last person to be featured in the freeze frame in the entire Degrassi franchise. Interesting. Manny shares similarities with Tessa Campanelli, which makes me sad. Marco has an episode that focused on his sexuality in every season from seasons two to season seven, except for season six. Paige has broken both of her legs. Her right leg after a prank by Manny, Darcy, and Shantae goes awry. Her left leg after a photo shoot in Hollywood when she trips on the red carpet after seeing Manny there. Spoilers for Degrassi goes Hollywood. Peter states that he weighs 63 kilograms, 132 pounds, and beat it, part one. He's 5'10", which would make him between a dozen and 28 pounds underweight, depending on his skeletal mass. (laughs) Riley has kissed... A a heterosexual male without permission, a heterosexual female, another heterosexual female without permission, a lesbian, his first male love interest. Looks like we have some stuff to look forward to with Riley. Sav and Anya have had the most relationships on Degrassi as Anya revealed that they had six breakups, two of them occurring off screen. Ugh. Spinner is the male student character that has appeared in most episodes obviously spinner is jake epstein's favorite degrassi character emma was named after the emmy award degrassi junior high won for the episode it's late in which she was conceived in the u.s the series broadcaster the n aired episode three family politics as a series premiere mother and child reunion was held back and aired as the season finale which caused continuity problems for viewers as the episode depicted toby being introduced to manny and emma for the first time it was set before the school year began. The final episode of season Jag a Little Pill was also held back while the end decided whether its subject about ecstasy abuse was too controversial. Abuse. Um, okay. When an edited version was made available, the end aired it as part of season two. And reruns, however, the episodes have aired in the original order. Yeah, I don't remember that weird order. So I must have started. I, although I did start watching it when like season two was on. Um, extra opinions from me. Season one, episode two. Jordan comes all the way to Toronto from Yellowknife. Looked on Google Maps just because I wanted to know where it was. It's in way north Canada. It's over 4,000 miles away. About a six and a half hour plane ride. I really want to know why the writers Shit. picked that as a place he was from. That's weird. I sometimes forget how big Canada is. It's so big. Um, Canada is, yeah. It's humongo. I was super mad when Terry left because she was the only plus size character on the show and it was nice seeing someone similar to me. true. I'm sure you guys- damn it. Bring back Terry. I love Terry. Follow her on Instagram. It's great. I'm sure you guys already know, but if you don't, Alex Steele played- who played Angie comes back in later seasons. She comes back as a new character, Tori. To this day, I'm still pissed that she didn't come back as Angie. They didn't have to have Joey in there or could have had her living with Snake instead of the whole stupid Connor thing. But what I do you love against Connor. Connor. I love Connor. Um, also slightly related, in the next year or two, Jack will be old enough to be on Degrassi, and if he is not, Stefan Brogren is going to get a lot of angry tweets. 
After going back and watching the original, Degrassi, I'm even more mad that Kevin Smith ruined Joey and Caitlin. So I guess we shouldn't be too surprised about Spinner and Emma since the, Raider, since the writers hate us. And that's the end of the email. So thank you, Sarah, for all of those amazing facts. Um, I'm still so confused about Blue and his fucking name and why. Why is he called Blue? Do we learn this? I don't know, but I don't like it. We haven't it. learned anything about him, like, at all. We don't know anything about him except that he, like, liked Holly J for a second. And, and Holly J is still pining after him. And he keeps watching cheer practices. And he likes Pink Floyd. Yes! I'm like, why is he allowed to just sit in and watch a cheer practice? Like, what is going on right there? It's Not bizarre. Allowed. Oh, yeah. So, Carly, maybe you can answer some cheer questions for us. First of all, sequin uniforms. What's the deal with that? Terrible. One, they literally look like something you could buy from Limited 2 or Justice or whatever it's called now. Two, yeah, those things would literally tear up your arms if you're catching someone. It just looks so impractical. Yes. Like, Um, even the shells we wore in high school, if there was, like, any type of more like shimmery material and we weren't wearing our liners underneath because a uniform is normally the liner which is the long sleeve and a shell that goes over it yeah and that's how it creates like a two-piece aspect and then in the uh summer months you only wear the shell without the liner and that would hurt sometimes yeah long sleeves just made everything a little better also i feel like mia as a captain the cheers are very wordy do you agree with me <laughs> terrible yeah, as a captain. <laughs> they sound like very sing songy and they're not good. And honestly, every single time they've shown the girls doing motions, they look so half assed. Like, yeah. So bad. They're like, not even. No one looks like they want to be there. They're not even trying and, anymore. Yeah. And I know you said something about Mia flying. Yeah. Um, she's tall, but she can kind of tumble a little bit. So she has more body awareness, which means she could probably like you know how to squeeze in the air rather than a tiny person that might not know anything, and then they feel like a fucking brick. So. Gotcha. Because she does do. I mean, it's probably not her in the theme song, but she does do like a fold down. Like, I could see her knowing how to do that because <laughs> of you gymnastics. Can flip your body, yeah, if you can flip your body in some way, shape, or form. It's a lot easier to teach people how to do that kind of stuff. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's been Cheer Corner with Carly. <laughs> but yeah, I think Holly J was a much, even though you never saw Holly J actually cheer, she seemed like a better captain because Mia just like got the position out of nowhere. Yeah. They're like, I guess like, Mia can do this now because we Mia's like her model, better. So <laughs> she should run the team. Like what? No, that's not what the qualifications are. <laughs> it oh, does boy. not make sense. No. It makes sense to me. Oh, and the cheer first competition was like, like what is this oh boy yeah it's it's not great nothing sounds great my Canada team would go to florida for a random competition in high school yeah that's yeah it was confusing it's it's extremely dumb um but yeah that is all the grapevine that we have so if you want to be featured on the grapevine you can tweet at us at degrassi pod we're on Instagram at Degrassi Pod. You can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. We're on all of the places where you can listen to us. 
Um, I think we got a tweet earlier actually asking if we had MP3 files instead of MP4. I'm assuming that's because you're downloading it to some kind of app on your phone, but me, I don't know how to, I don't know how to re-upload all of our episodes as MP3s. Um, so but maybe, we're on so many different on, outlets. Right. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spreaker. We're on SoundCloud. Um, I would maybe try a different streaming service maybe. I yeah, don't know. Or like any sort of like podcast app. Yeah. It should work. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be very cool. And if you leave us a review, we will make up a Degrassi fan fiction just for you. Also, we're on Patreon. We have lots of cool rewards, like behind-the-scenes stuff every month. Um, sometimes maybe we'll do an illustrated fan fiction for certain amounts. Or you could call in like some other Patreon supporters have done in the past. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks. And Carly, where can they find you? And what do you want to recommend to the, the good humans? You can find me on Instagram at Karma Page with the C and Page spelled like Page Michael Chuck. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and I've been reading a lot of books lately. Uh, I'm going to recommend a book. It's really new. It's called Sweet Bitter by Stephanie Dandler. So it's about a girl that moves to New York after college and gets a job at like a really coveted restaurant in Times Square or Union something. Square. I've read the book. <laughs> uh, it's based on Union Square Cafe, if oh, anybody. Yeah. 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 It's really good. I just, it's a really good story. Interesting. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I learned a lot about the restaurant industry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which I don't know anything about. So I was like, this is cool to me. I like learning new things. Um, what are you going to recommend? Um, I'm going to recommend this band that I recently got really into called Bird Cloud. Uh, one word, Bird Cloud. Um, they are like, it's like if Janis Joplin was more punk rock um, and super offensive. Like, it's all like extremely tongue in cheek, but like, you just need to have like the, you got you got to go in knowing that. Um, but I'm I'm enjoying them a lot. So that is that is my recommend. Cool. I'm also going to recommend, I'm just going to recommend the newest Grizzly Bear album called Painted Ruins. I'm enjoying it. Check it out. Um, but that is all that we got for today. Carly, thank you for joining Yay, us. Carly. <laughs> we were so happy to have you back. Me. It was so much fun. It's been so long. We needed your cheerleader knowledge. It has, it has been a while. I, I need to find, I need to look ahead, figure out where yeah. there's some like cheer. Episodes. Look ahead in season nine and yeah. we'll have you back on a lot sooner than the last time. <laughs> um, but yes, also thank you as always to Jay for providing us with our amazing theme song and thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.